0: This episode brought to you by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do. People know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. So visit Basecamp.com.
1: All right, sir, if you just want to step up on the block there, and uh, I'll start uh, getting your measurements here. We'll,
0: we'll get you fitted for this suit in no time. How's that? That would be delightful. Thank you very much. Uh, do you have uh, sort of a step to get onto the block Y- you know, generally we
1: don't. It's it's only a uh, twelve twelve inch block. So uh, I usually our uh, clients don't. But
0: let me stop you right there. You do understand that twelve inches is approximately fifty percent of my height. Would you ask someone who was six feet tall just to climb up? I guess three feet's not a big a deal. All right, I'll make it work. I'll make it work. You know what? You're right. I'm wrong. I apologize. First time getting a suit custom made, I'm a bit defensive.
1: It's all right, it's all right. You know what? Uh, I, Harvey Fierstein came in here once and had the same problem.
0: It's okay. I'll just uh, let me just hit. Okay, second time's a charm. Would you
1: could it could I offer a No, no,
0: uh, no. We've established that it must be within my capability to get up there. Uh, there we go. Oh, I just needed oh, okay. to get angry.
1: Just like Harvey Fierstein. All right, just to start out, what's your usual look, sir?
0: Well, I'm afraid you're looking at it there, mate. Fine vest, bowler hat, maybe pocket watch if I'm feeling fancy.
1: Oh, very good. Very nice. All right. Well, uh, so so you, you don't have an idea what your waist uh, and inseam are, I, I take it.
0: I'm, my diameter is approximately that of a... Uh, uh, it's like, imagine you're dressing an empty paper towel tube. That's, that's more or less my body shape.
1: Well, uh, let, let me go on and, and uh, start uh, getting a measurement here, and I'll just write right, this, make okay. a note. And-
0: Pop the brakes there, so let me give you a brief disclaimer. Two things I am unwilling to budge on. One, I'm going to need you to have warm hands. Two, no eye contact. Three, let's just measure the inseam and move on with our day, okay? No dilly-dallying, no, no fiddling around, no wasting time it's a short measurement it's a short measurement shouldn't take too long you're on the clock sir as I'm you say you. sir
1: I, I am a consummate professional and let, well, I will do this to the best of my ability as fast as I can alright here we because go because
0: I'll tell you what that little nest is just for birds right <laughs> it's my genitals oh I see I see
1: alright uh, let's see Got hello, a, hello. okay. warm
0: a, warm nice Okay. So, so far so good.
1: There. Get get it right around your waist here. Uh in in inseam is uh two two and three quarter inches looks like. And uh, uh I guess uh round and uh, uh Alright, uh, waist is a, a, a six.
0: Uh question. Let's I I I don't mind getting it done proper, but do you have anything off the rack I could just, just buy and go?
1: Uh um well let me let me think if I have any two inch long pants
0: with, with a six
1: waist. No, I, I, I do have some very attractive leather gloves. I, I could cut the fingers off and-
0: You I having just... a laugh, mate? Hey. I'm sorry? You
1: having a laugh? Am, am I what?
0: I'll have you, I'll have you. If you're having a laugh at my expense. No, no sir. You, you want me to wear a glove as pants?
1: You know, leather is very stylish these days. Uh, I, I figure a, a handsome man like yourself would be going and uh, enjoying the club
0: every once in a while, right? <laughs> uh, what, just what kind of club am I wearing leather pants to in your little scenario, perfect well, I am. I'm sorry,
1: sir. It's it's the one where all the ladies are, obviously. I I just uh, was making an observation. Okay. Is all.
0: All right. All right. Yeah, you're all right. It was a bit of a test. A bit of a test I wanted to see where you were going there. The birds like leather pants now? Oh, they do. What kind of pants did Harvey Fierstein get?
1: You know, Harvey went for a, a zebra hide pants, but
0: we had to custom order that one. Right, makes sense, it makes sense. I, uh, no, let's, let's, yeah, leather, leather. I don't want a glove fashioned into pants. Okay, sir, so I,
1: I guess all I need now is a credit card or some kind of deposit, and uh, we'll get your suit uh, ordered today.
0: Too right, right. Uh, so do you accept dead snakes? Uh, as payment for that, I also have some other lovely pine cones and uh, uh, part of a notebook I found in a park. It's got s- numbers in it. Oh, I think it was somebody's own work. Are are they poisonous snakes? Two right, uh, yes, yes, the cobras, king, king, three king cobras, one just regular like surf cobra is not a royal cobra of any kind, but. Still all venomous, yes.
1: As it happens, we can make some very attractive evening gloves for the ladies with those. So I think we could I think we could barter something out here.
0: We'll take it out and trade that. Oh I knew you were just a man to come to. Thank you so much. Right. I'll be back in a fortnight and uh if you'd like I'll keep you updated on the success with which this suit meets. I hope to not have to wear it too long, eh? Right? Because I'll be taking it off. It.
1: You'll yeah. be going home with the ladies the and, and birds. Yeah, remote, they take, they take the birds. Best of luck to you. I'm this sure you won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, the mongoose it. makes uh. the suit, sir. The suit does not make <laughs> the mongoose. <No>, the mongoose. <laughs> right. Right. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. All right.
0: All, right. Yeah, now, all this talk of birds got me a bit Anxious. maybe it's about time to watch Mrs. Doubtfire again. Lovely (laughs) lovely. Hola, amigos. Como esta usted? Me llamo David Flora. E2, Dave? E2? Man, I don't know. Somebody jumped my shit about my non-Spanish in La Llorona for something or other. Your what? Somebody was mad that I, something about Mayamo S or something like that. I don't know. Oh. God, now, I, now I'm going to edit everything. Lest anyone who understands Spanish getting my shit about it.
1: <laughs> Here's the deal. This is, bl- <laughs> this is Blurry Photos. Yeah. We are a podcast built on not doing things correctly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This it- is not the international language forum. Yeah. That's that's a way worse podcast. The, to be honest, we vastly outrank on iTunes. That's right, so. but still are a finalist <laughs> for a parsec award.
1: <laughs> uh hey everybody, how are you doing? Dave, how yeah. are you doing too? How is ever how am I doing? Doing great. Everything's <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> Flora's a one man show, he's got it all. <laughs> What's going on?
1: You know what I did? Uh, I went. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I, I, I thought that was real. I was like, uh, oh, what did just, you do? I
1: keep having thoughts for some damn reason. I went back and listened to the uh, beginning of the fiftieth episode just uh-huh. randomly, because I'm getting close to it on on YouTube.
0: And uh-huh. I was like, oh,
1: that was the rap this. intro, right? That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, I need to get that out to Patreon members because that is a uh, that is our first musical intro. Yeah, so it is. It, it's ode, but. Um, it was the one where you were like, uh, I'm Dave Stecco, and I'm David Flora. Oh, how are you? And you're like, you keep going oh, yeah.
0: and stuff. <laughs> oh, and I'm a Danaberg. <laughs> um
1: anyways. What's going on? You got your voice today.
0: I do. I do have my voice today. Um I was not at a uh, game this weekend. I tailgated like a pro, but I did not go. So I have my voice intact. Uh I do have a a, a really fun story. Uh, to share about my week, uh, I have been really enjoying my time here in Iowa because you know in in anticipation of having to move, I saved up for a long time, so I wouldn't have to like flip out about money or jobs or anything and while while my my moving to Iowa fund is still robust uh i I need to get a job because I'm getting weird, <laughs> real weird and i uh i I told you about this earlier, Flora. I kicked up a little running gunfight. Uh, with uh some some scammers, some internet scammers this week. Right? Um you know and it's and I I'm, I'm sure our listeners have seen this happen. It's the um uh, a pop-up comes onto your computer. I always seem to get it when I'm looking at Inger. Like uh that's that's when I see it. Um if one of you motherfuckers writes in and says Imger, I will find you. Know that right now. Great. Anyway, back to the story. Here comes the emails. Yeah, that's right. It's a GIF and Imgur. <laughs> hard, hard G's in this you're, household. You're hard G's all the way. <laughs> I'm half and half. Uh, so here's my, uh, my, stump, my dumb story is, I got this stupid pop up that's like, you are having a, a virus to make bug go away. Contact us. We are Microsoft. you know, just like some horribly <laughs> written uh, scam to access your computer. So they gave me a phone number, which. Get your pencils ready. At the end of the story, I will be giving you this phone number oh, if you man. want it. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, this is, it's it's worthwhile. I can't claim safety, but I'm just saying I've done it <laughs> a ton. Anyway, so I called them and I spent about half an hour on the phone with this guy, just wasting his time for fun. Just, uh, what do you mean? See, you know, sir, I need you in the lower left hand corner of the keyboard, this C T R L. And I was like, I'm holding down all four keys. No, 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 sir. It's one key. And I was like, no, it's you just told me. It's C, T, R, and L. Just doing stuff like that for 30 minutes, just prolonging the misery. Till finally, I was like, all right, I'm bored. I'm just wasting your time because you're stealing money from people. And he's a grandma scammer, you know. It's the kind of people your grandma would fall for. <laughs> and uh, he got really mad, and he proceeded to insult me procedurally. Like, he's still doing tech support. Uh, he, he goes, What are you holding in your hand, you motherfucker? What are you holding in your hand? My first instinct was to say my junk, but I'm glad I didn't. That was a trap. <laughs> I said, I told him in one hand, I had a bottle of Jack Daniels, in the other, the remote to a TV so big it's given me a sunburn. He said, You take that bottle you're holding and you shove it in your ass. You put it in your ass. He was really mad. So that was the end of that phone call. <laughs> the next day, I'm driving to Chicago uh, and. I decide, hey, uh, it's a three-and-a-half-hour drive. How about I call my friends back? So I go through this whole thing again because I'm just, just on a long road trip. And I'd, I made the point of blocking my phone, my phone number, every time I called because who wants them to have that information? Well, I learned that that is not as bulletproof as I had thought because they absolutely got my phone number. And then they proceeded to call me repeatedly and left a lot of voicemails for me. It's crazy. Uh, floor, should I play some of the voicemail?
1: Don't think the story would be complete without yeah. an example of what you actually heard. Okay. Your your tenure uh of making a new friend from yeah. India.
0: All right, so here we go. Uh potentially India, potentially Pakistan. Hard to tell. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that's Could, my Could have been. Could have been. Mint, um, mint no offense, folks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh here's here's uh, uh just an excerpt of what I got from these these gentlemen. You motherfucking asshole! I'm gonna put your ass in my, my- and I'm gonna f- your mom, your mom nuts. F- my and she was gonna like f-
1: yes, oh, she was gonna enjoy. I'm gonna put my in her and you get like, oh my god,
0: She's gonna fly high, she was gonna like uh she like f-. and I'm gonna put my in her mouth and I'm going to with you. I'm gonna put your
1: ass in with the monkeys and monkeys in the. F- Mother-
0: oh, so there's a monkey now oh no so yeah so a uh, lot of consequences for the monkey <laughs> for my mom apparently uh a lot of people especially your mom it sounds like he, yeah well I like that he decided to then adopt the character of my mom <laughs> right you know just to make sure that I really knew how that would go down how how everything would play out in that scenario hope you learned your lesson Dave no absolutely not uh because no. I, I, yeah, All no, that bad
1: I, stuff's going to happen to you and your mom. <laughs> Think
0: of your mother. Think of the monkey. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Think of the monkey. Yeah, it is just glorious. Well, There's it, nothing. because it, I, I, I've since looked it up, and I, uh, I was going to uh, Johnny Robot's house, and I told him this story, and he was like, oh, no, they, it's just your phone number. They can't do anything with that. So then he took the number, and then he crank-called them. <laughs> so if anybody feels like crank-calling these guys... Listen, I'm not responsible for what happens. I just know I did it. I'm sleeping like a baby. Uh, the number is 877-764-1599. Just tell them you had a problem with your computer. It's a ton of fun. Oh, what a mess.
1: Yeah. so that's, it's, a little, that's, it's a little disconcerting that they know your name. And a little disconcerting. And where I, you live.
0: Well, here's the other I thing mean, is that they did, uh, and I, I, guess, I guess the morning is in, in, in play there too because they did – you know, I think the name that Johnny Robots gave them was Hank Arkansas, which was great. And then like once they realized that he was just messing with them, they instantly knew Johnny's first and last name, that he lived in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so and,
1: and you can find that any of that from, from phone numbers, you know, these right. days, but yeah. still it's a little a l- little creepy. It,
0: but it's also a ton of fun. That's so fun. So if uh, yeah, if you have some really great way of blocking a phone number or just don't care, please call these guys. It's a great way to spend twenty minutes. So (laughs) anyway, tell them Dave sent you. (laughs) Right, that's that's my terrible, not uh, not the best use of your time recommendation. That's what I learned this week. So I should have a job by the end of the week because I'm going to need I need to. To, I need to solve real problems instead of inventing them. <laughs> that's that's my dumb update. That took too much time. Let's get to the real stuff.
1: Yeah, let's talk about what we're going to talk about, which if you uh, can read, you'll know that this episode we're going to be talking about the Narco Saints.
0: Yeah. How about Santa that? Narcos, which is a really cool thing. I think uh, people are only vaguely aware of it for the most part. I mean, there was like a, a little little tiny a uh, piece of it in uh some of the later the later seasons of uh Breaking Bad had a little bit of that in there.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a listener suggestion. Uh, actually kind of uh old. We got it a little while ago. But um yeah, I thought thought it might be an interesting thing to get into. We haven't hit on a uh, religion or a a weird culture thing in a while. So Yeah. Uh, I don't uh, I don't, don't know Is this it.
0: is this full-on religion, is this cult, is this it, it lives
1: in a weird place. The place it lives, in my mind, is right next to Cargo Colts.
0: That's what I was thinking. So, yeah. I, you I know think what, Warren? You and I get along. We should do a podcast. Ketchup and mustard. I'm <laughs> <laughs>
1: mustard. Good. I'm ketchup. I'm <laughs> so weird. Yeah, this is, uh, this is something I never knew about, so I'm, I was glad to do the research on it. And it's a, a little unnerving. But uh, as many of us may be aware, I don't know, it's, it seems to be a growing thing these days. The drug trade in Mexico yep. is a highly active, highly dangerous enterprise. Corruption is standard, violence is rampant, and the concept of sin is exemplified in almost every way. It's a culture at odds with itself as the heavily Catholic population lives with, and for some lives through, illegal drug trafficking. Just because you're a criminal, however, doesn't mean you're not religious. And just because you're religious doesn't mean you pray to the same patrons as your fellow faithful. Right. Such as the interesting emergence of narco saints, which are minor saints of Catholicism and figures of folk religion of rural Mexico, which have become patrons of those engaged in criminal and otherwise unholy activities. It's a fascinating intersection of culture and religion developing right in front of our eyes. This is, uh, this is really new, and it's, it's growing really fast. And we'll be taking a look at what saints are prevalent in narco-culture, mm-hmm. what they stand for, and uh, we'll discuss a little of their impact on culture and religion. Does that sound like a good game plan to
0: you, it sounds delightful. I'm into it. Good. Shall we jump in? Let's do this. So, uh, to kick this off, uh, what is a what is a narco? I would want to know that. Yeah. Well, um, as you could probably also answer your own question, it is in fact short for narcotics, but in this usage denotes uh, someone involved in the organized crime relating to narcotics. Much like there was the there's a whole Netflix series called Narcos. Yeah, that's a new. I've never thing. watched it, but I'm apparently people say very it's popular. Good. Yeah,
1: it's not. It's not my
0: bag. You know, it's I, not up my alley. Yeah, no. Even Breaking Bad, I didn't finish. I think I'm thinking within like five episodes, but it gave me. It's real life anxiety shows. I, I have a hard time with. Like Breaking Bad, I'm not. I can't do. But like Walking Dead, I could watch that and sleep like a baby.
1: Oh, because think it, you think it could never happen. Or, or, you think <laughs> you, you'll do better? In you that world. dumb
0: son of a bitch! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you
0: think you, you, think it could never happen to you, huh? <laughs> Whereas, uh, you know, I could easily turn to making meth. That's I'm a half step away. I'm <laughs> no in the job. Midwest. I'm in Iowa. <laughs> of course, I could make meth. Weird. Well, my, that's uh, that's good. My we fiance knows a guy that she went to high school with who literally burned his genitals off stealing anhydrous ammonia. For the for the manufacturer of meth, wow, yeah. At what price wealth? Yeah, and you know, the one of the beauties of 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 living in a a a little more down to earth part of the country is they were like, yeah, we we gave him time served because he burned his penis off. Gave him what? They they I think that they like commuted part of his sentence because they're like, oh, feel like feel like he got punished for this. <laughs>
1: So that's, that's what narco is, uh, and if you're wondering what a saint is, well, <laughs> buckle up, because I'm going to tell you. Because <laughs> guess what? <laughs> a saint is a person recognized as being extraordinarily holy, venerated with honor because of their worthiness in their religion. While Catholic saints are arguably the most well-known, saints aren't exclusive to Christianity the concept of someone fulfilling the highest aspirations of religious teaching is present in almost every major religion. For example, there's the Jewish Hasid, the Islamic Mumin, the Zoroastrian Fravashi, apparently, if, if that's still around, yeah, uh, the, the Hindu Guru, the Buddhist Bodhisattva, the Taoist Shingrin, and uh, the Shinto Kami, to name a few. Yeah, there was a few. You, yeah, several. you did name them. In Christianity, saints can be designated patrons of particular things, such as professions, places, concepts, causes, etc. They don't have power of their own, but are granted power by God. And depending on the branch of Catholicism, there are anywhere from 800 to 1,000 plus saints that have been canonized. Jesus. Literally. Not, Not one of them. But he did. He did just. In uh, some argue, make the first saint. Do you know who that was, Dave? No. If you're a fan of uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, you might know. They have uh, a, the really? high school. Yeah, the town. The town that they're in. San Demas. That's right. Saint Demas. He was the uh, the one to the right of of Christ who
0: recognized Christ for who he was. Oh, I didn't even know that. I thought you were referring to Joan of Arc, and I was like, what? <laughs> Socrates? Oh yeah. Socrates. <laughs> <Heath> oven? <laughs>
1: yeah, some some people argue that um he was the only true saint because Jesus from his own mouth oh. blessed him, you know, on the cross there. So Right. Yeah. Little little interesting how, how you're doing. Narco saints bestow their graces on those engaged in illegal acts, mostly. But these figures of religion and folklore aren't just for narcos. They figure heavily in religious observation of the impoverished as well. They're used as non judgmental sources of strength and protection. Most narco saints are associated with sinners. Not all narco saints are sanctioned by the Catholic Church, though some are. We'll, we'll get into that in a, just a minute. Uh, unsanctioned saints are considered, at best, illegitimate and at worst, religious blasphemies which directly threaten Catholicism and its adherents. There are some great descriptions of saints which can be found in the book Blood Sacrifices by Robert Bunker. Did a lot of research uh, from that book this, this time around.
0: Robert D. Bunker. <laughs> you wish? <laughs> oh, that'd
1: be a great pen name, huh? <laughs> yeah,
0: it really, my name's Bobby Bunker, Bobby D. Bunker. Bobby D. Bunker.
1: Uh, so what do you say uh shall we that the real meat of this episode is the saints themselves, yeah, so I think we can just go on and uh start listing out uh the saints that are involved and and tell you sometimes where they come from, sometimes how they're uh praised yep
0: yeah just uh just a fine little mix of stuff yeah, let's get into this so first, uh how about Jesus Malaverde? I think I added any e in there, Jesus Malverde. Who is uh now there there's a couple of categories here. There are uh some folk saints, these are people who were kind of invented from folklore or from uh actual history and then kind of made into folk heroes. Yeah. But then or there are actual saints that are uh prayed to but for bad reasons. <laughs> They've yeah. just been kind of co-opted. So Uh, So Jesus Malverde is uh, one of these folk saints Um, and he was uh, a bandit from the mountainous Sinaloa state uh, home of the infamous Sinaloa cartel, which is because that part of the country grows an inordinate amount of pot. It is a huge marijuana producing region Mm. Uh, and it has been, and it has been for a very, very long time. Malverde has got kind of a Robin hood, vibe in the area he robs from the rich gives to the poor and according to one of the legends uh, he was killed by police on may 3rd 1909 Um, but of course like any good folk legend there are some some variations on that sometimes he was shot sometimes he was hung Uh, but regardless since then he has he has become the patron saint of drug dealers and 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 uh, other outlaws and and bad guys as a matter of fact, fun fact, there is currently a Mexican rapper who performs under that name uh, who has created a uh, a number of movies. Um, there's a, a really good article in the Houston Press about this that kind of runs down this stuff. And I'll Yeah, I'll link to that in the yeah. show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Malverde 2, La Mafia de Sinaloa, and Jesus Malverde 3, Inferno in Los Angeles. So, but they don't manage, they don't manage the first one. Was it just like Jesus Malverde begins? (laughs) So, uh, devotees, uh, pray to him. They leave offerings. They like candles, uh, so much so that it is a a business. You can buy Malverde candles and statues and, and prayer cards and all these things, um, that you would find for any other, uh, Catholic saint. Um, because he is just a a part of the the Saint Pantheon. I don't know what you would call that, so I just made it up. Yeah, and
1: and he dates back to, the idea of him dates back to uh, late 19th, early 20th century Mexico. And it's funny because they say his image is reminiscent of the old uh, Mexican film idol, Pedro Infante of the 40s and 50s, because he has dark hair, he's got a mustache, a neckerchief, and Caballero baby, baby
0: face Pedro Infante.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> They'd call him the angel of the poor and the generous bandit. Because, uh, you know, it's everybody needs a, a Robin Hood. Right. Especially when you're oppressed and uh, you've not got a lot going on, uh, not, in, in, especially in terms of hope and just trying to make ends meet. So I'm trying to think, like, I, I, we've got Robin Hood as an example of, you know, Mm-hmm. This kind of character. I'm trying to think of an American equivalent of someone who's kind of like a folk hero, not not necessarily worshipped as a saint, but Jesse James. Je- oh Jesse James, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, so yeah, you're like the outlaw, you're Billy the for. Kid. Billy the Kid, the antihero, um mm-hmm. George
1: Babyface Nelson. <laughs> no. He hates that name. Damn, we're in a tight spot. Uh Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know. And they've actually Built a shrine for him, a pretty big shrine, in Culiacan, Sinaloa in, seven, in 1979.
0: Yeah, this is not new. Uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, the, the article that I found said that um, a federal judge has ruled that possession of uh, Malverde paraphernalia could be used as evidence for prosecuting drug cases.
1: Yeah, that's how linked to uh, traffickers and growers he has become.
0: Yeah, I guess that yeah, that is considered paraphernalia just as much as a, a a a needle or a pipe would be,
1: and that's in New Mexico, right? That's in the U.S. Yes, and it's interesting. You were talking about you know the things, the the products and stuff that he appears on. We can touch on this later. But with each of these saints, also, I've got a, I've got a little bit of what they their iconography appears on, and his image has appeared on amulets, candles, figurines, prayer cards. Uh, women's fingernails, tattoos, and uh, even pistol grips and cowboy boots. Oh, yeah. And then you can offer, you know, when you offer things to to him at the shrines, you can give him flowers, cash, which I think is a, a very bad idea, uh, food, alcohol, tobacco, and just go on and throw some cocaine up there. Who gives a shit Why
0: you know? not? Yeah, get some coke going in there when you were just listing off things that he appears on the first thing that popped into my head was uh, mexican pointy boots so i had to <laughs> had to look that up really quick um no 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 relation no but it's kind of fun to look it up it's a real thing yeah you going to get you a pair <laughs> i mean i i sure do like it it's it's worth just google imaging uh because <laughs> well, they are oh shit. there's a pair of boots that uh pointy boots that end with cobra heads Oh, wow. <laughs> what? Oh,
1: jeez. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was just like, oh, the toe is like the cobra. No, there's like a good foot of cobra coming off these damn boots,
0: going all the way back up to the top of the boot. Well, here's the thing. Like these, when I say pointy boots, these what are. Is this? <laughs> it's a real thing that people are not aware of. Oh, my gump. Come on. Everybody stop, pull
1: over. Google pointy boots right now. Is that what you did? Googled pointy boots and went to images. Or yeah,
0: it's just a a weird thing. And you can it's 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 real. It's not like made up. There's That's a there's a, a Wikipedia entry for it. Wow. And and you can't Mexican pointy boots gets a Wikipedia entry. Blurry photos? No, no, you don't get one. <laughs> oh man. I guess
1: if we had a cobra on on our podcast just attached to each episode, then...
0: Well, we do. Jeff fights cobras. You've got one flying off your head. We have cobras. Oh, man. Maybe we should tell them that. Checkmate,
1: Wikipedia. I've got an example of a prayer to Jesus Malverde here, Dave. Do you want to say a little prayer,
0: too? Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it in English. Oh, you don't want to do it in Spanish? No. I don't speak Spanish, and I'll just make it sound worse. Oh wow! Way to go,
1: everybody! You got Dave in his head. He's now he now joins me in in the the dark room of not thinking you're good enough.
0: Oh, damn it! Fine. Okay. Now I'm gonna Hulk out emotionally. Oh, mi señor, te pido misericordia y que al mi dolor, te que en el gloria y estás muy de Dios. Escucha los sufrimientos de esta humilde pecador. Oh, Malverde, milagroso. Oh, Malverde, mi señor. Concedeme este favori llena, mi alma de gozo. What's that mean in, in English, Dave? Oh, Malverde, my lord. I beg your mercy. Oh, Malverde, my lord. I beg your mercy to relieve my pain. You who dwell in glory and you who are so close to God, listen to the suffering of this humble fisherman. Oh, miraculous Malverde. Oh, Malverde, my lord. Concede this favor and fill my spirit with joy. Uh, So everyone in this scenario is lying. Now Verde is saying he's close to God. We know that can't be the case. This guy who's stuffing bundles of weed inside of a pig carcass is saying he's a fisherman. No one's on the level here. He's a fisher of men. Is it a double negative? Is all the lies canceling out?
1: I think I think we saved that conversation for after the saints. Okay.
0: So there you go. Saints there's, after dark. There's
1: uh, Jesus Malverde. That's right. I'm going to go on and jump out here with the, the big trump card of yeah. the narco saints uh, and talk about Santa Muerte. That's
0: Saint Death. Oh, my goodness. Wrap
1: up. It's getting cold.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so this, this figure can be a, a saint all the way up to deity in its yeah. own right. Uh, and it's they think it's more European than Aztec in origin because it's... You know, like Catholicism. It's above morals, it's above judgment, and it's the embodiment of the angel of death. True neutral, d d players. <laughs> the rural uh, component of this, the, the Santa Muerte of the regular folk, is uh, uh, you know it, there's there's not much to it. It's it's not dangerous or anything. It, it it's it's very much like once all the cards are played, it's it's the uh, the saint uh, that you go to when you have no other choice.
0: Yeah, this is the saint that lives at the bottom of the bucket. Bucket. That's true.
1: We <laughs> we and by the way, you you need to put a dollar in there. Yeah.
0: You owe the it bucket a dollar. <laughs> no swears, Dave. No, no, no. The six-year-olds have spoken. They love the beeps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so in this instance, Santa Muerte appears as a skeletal figure wearing a robe and holding a scythe, and it's pretty pretty brightly and gaily dressed with offerings of a more traditional nature being given. You can give it food, alcohol, flowers, tobacco, candles, you know. And then uh, it'll bestow good health and fortune, uh, protection, healing, and uh, even help with legal troubles and things of that nature to those who worship her. Adherents consider themselves good Catholics for the most part. They follow church teachings, but the, the type of people that are worshiping Santa Muerte are the disenfranchised, the marginalized, and at times petty criminalized parts of uh, Mexican society. The darker aspect of her is the narco-cultura variant, it, it, which is getting a little bit uh, rough in terms of uh, uh, what it, what it stands for and the humanitarian nature of it, right? Because it's getting worshiped by cartel killers and assassins. Yeah, a lot of those come out of the Los Zetas cartel, uh, but other followers include those in the El Golfo cartel, the BLO, the Beltran Leva organization, and some just uh, independent kill team operators—just your assassins for hire. Right? The huge. Yeah. This version requires greater sacrifices for the divine petitions, focusing on the death and protective magic being sought. Such offerings are becoming associated with blood and human sacrifices. Um, It can include the smoking death ritual, which I'll get to in a bit, and uh, the removal of heads and hearts, possibly the flaying of victims. Those are part of the, the ritual petition
0: processes and we'll we'll get into that later, like how far that can go right uh with uh one particular uh group of 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 drug of no of, <clears throat> narcos, one group That's, of narcos. It's a word we use now <laughs> uh yeah, it which gets pretty far down the rabbit hole, so yeah,
1: sadly far uh shrines and chapels to the saint exist throughout uh a lot of Mexico and on into the u s and there's even a, a pretty well-known shrine in Mexico City. Uh, Santa Muerte's imag- imagery is found in all forms of items, including altars, figurines, amulets, tattoos, pistol grips. Again, that's a, that's a very popular thing to have it on the pistol. The pistole. Yep. So that is, uh, that is who Santa Muerte is. This is, if you ever see, a lot of times it'll be in a white hooded robe, but it's just a skeleton. Underneath, yeah, a hippie skeleton—not <laughs> H-I-P-P-I-E—but like burthen hips.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's she real narco saints have curves. That's right. It can be a pretty disturbing image. Oh yeah, it's like the grim reaper.
1: But a girl.
0: Yeah, because it is. There's like this weird combination of death, but like also hypersexualized in some in some depictions. In some uh-huh. depictions, it's just. Uh, they S- just skillful. edited, yeah. They just edited all the skin off of Mary and just used. Oh yeah, that yep. you know, like that's pretty common. Also, a whole bunch of you know, shoe cringe lords on deviant art are enjoying themselves with it. That's that's not the real jam.
1: Did you say shoegazing cringe lord?
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. Jeez,
1: uh,
0: I've never heard that one. <laughs> maybe I meant edgelord. lord. I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I just, some of these words filter to me. I'm like an old man who just parrots and hope the kids don't steal my wallet. What else What else we got, Dave? All right. Well, uh, how about Juan El Saldano or Soldier John? Again, this is a folk saint. It doesn't have any um, any history within the, uh, the Catholic faith at all. Uh, this was a young Mexican army private who was convicted of raping and murdering an eight-year-old girl while stationed in Tijuana. So, yeah, a saint. Uh, This was in 1938. Juan El Soldado was executed after a court-martial, which is an actual fact. And the, the method of death chosen was La Le Fuga, which is the law of flight, wherein Juan was set loose in a cemetery and told to book it. Just go on, make a run for it. And all the while, a firing squad is just opening up fire they're just taking shots at him the whole time if he makes it if he makes it out of the graveyard he lives it sounds like that scene in apocalypto i never saw that um so yeah so i think it's pretty impressive that that's a thing like if you make it out of the graveyard great if you don't saves us a trip (laughs) yikes yeah and spoilers he did not make it out (laughs) so after his death Many of the uh, many people in Tijuana started to declare Juan's innocence, and people were saying, "No, it was Juan's commanding officer that actually did it, and then just you know used Juan as a patsy." Yeah, uh, because and then then pe- that you know then the legend starts to grow. People say they saw blood seeping from Juan's grave and heard his voice echoing in the cemetery. Um, and not too long after that, now there's a chapel to him. Now there's a tiny little cult going on. And it is still uh, a pretty prevalent thing in Western Mexico, California, uh, Arizona, uh, parts of Texas. And so there's this uh, Juan El Soldad. uh, And now he's kind of the unofficial patron saint of illegal aliens, um, the falsely accused. And he's the guy you pray to for a safe border crossing.
1: Yeah. Trying to get away. Trying to get to freedom.
0: Just ducking and running. I would think of all the places to be set free. A graveyard's a pretty good place because there's lots of cover.
1: Yeah, unless it's like wooden. That's true. Wooden wooden stakes and stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like you, there's worse places. It's like if they let you go in a wheat field, you're pretty much boned. Yeah, unless you're really good at serpentine.
1: They tried serpentine on on Apocalypto and worked Did for they? some of them.
0: <laughs> really. Yeah, guy, I really, might, I might have to see that movie. Wait, is you know what, you know what, this is now reminding me of Game of Thrones. Nah, <laughs> nah,
1: nah, bro. Yeah, so that's uh, Juan Soldado. What do you got, Flora? Well, those, uh, those are kind of the major players in in the old Saints game here. Um, yeah, we can get into some of the the minor Saints. Minor is even kind of a too harsh of a term they're just not as prevalent as Santa Muerte and Jesus Mm -hmm. Valverde and but they're you know they they do have plenty of followers like uh like this
0: one Santo Nino de Atocha oh yeah now here's the thing though all of these lesser players are actual saints they're just
1: co-opted which is pretty interesting the um and this guy this little guy dates back to about 13th century Spain when it was under Moorish rule I um, just like the word atocha. Atocha. Don't you? It was when the caliph had ordered that only children under 12 could bring food to the Christian prisoners of war. Uh, after that decree, they started saying that this um, this mysterious little boy that was dressed uh, kind of like if you're American, you would, you would uh, think of a pilgrim, like Thanksgiving pilgrim, would come to atocha each night and bring food. To the starving Christians who were there imprisoned, and nobody knew where he came from. They couldn't explain, you know, what what he was doing and what where he why he looked like a a pilgrim. And then it started uh, going around town that the shoes of the child Jesus in the local church would just inexplicably start being worn out, and they would replace them, and they would. Get worn out as soon as they were replaced, and then people started saying, "Well, that's that's a miracle," and it was uh, attributed to the child Jesus. And so, the child saint of Atocha eventually developed within the Catholic Church, and he became the patron of prisoners and travelers. And with that, he's said to give nighttime aid to his patrons, and one time um, he even gave aid to trapped silver miners in Zacatecas. And that's a place where one of his uh, big shrines is. And when you uh, when you see images of him, it's this chi- it's a child in a brown cloak and one of those white lace collars, uh, and he's wearing a blue robe, bearing a cockle shell.
0: <laughs>
1: Better run like hell, Pink Floyd. Uh, he traditionally carries a basket, a staff, and a drinking gourd. And a lot of times you see him sitting in a chair. He also um, looks like a little bitch. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Stir- stirring commentary.
0: <laughs> really bringing up the average here. Very ups-
1: astute observation, good, good man. <laughs> bully, bully.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I did just look it up, and he <laughs> he uh, he also
1: looks like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know it's funny when you say things in the podcast there's like a there's like a five second rule i've got five seconds to be like nah don't use yeah, that
1: claim it or or drop it yeah
0: <laughs> and we went we waited too long so now now that's <sighs> in there that's that's who i am claim it or kill it i'm the guy who's making people angry all over the world <laughs> uh
1: with him in the narcos uh Anybody who needs to smuggle stuff and uh, just straight-up prisoners uh, are going to worship him. They're going to pray to him. So smugglers and prisoners. Whew. Santo Nino de Atocha. How
0: about San San Ramon Nonato? You Nonato, San Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> He's a 13th century Spanish saint uh, who was sent to defend the wall and actually fell in love with a wildling. The Wildling
1: was a, a Portuguese girl, huh?
0: Yeah, that's right. No, he was a 13th century Spanish saint uh, who was tortured at the hands of the Moors and uh, was said to have endured many horrors, including. Here we go. I I haven't even read this sentence yet. And I just I do have to take a deep breath, because whenever you're going to hear about like uh, Middle Ages torture, it's, you, it's never going to be good. So here yeah. we go.
1: It set the bar yeah. and then it dropped that bar on your face. Yeah.
0: Yeah, after that bar had been set in an oven for yeah. a while. <laughs> uh, so uh, having a hole poked through his lips with hot iron and then having his mouth padlocked so he could no longer preach. Woof. Thorough. Canonized in the 17th century by the church, his image is associated with the Red Friars hat. Monstrance. The f***s a monstrance.
1: And had a lovely
0: night for a monstrance. <laughs> and had, that's that. A <laughs> uh, monstrance is like a, I don't, I don't, It's like a, a holy item. It's like a, a radiant star, sunburst kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's the best I can describe that. Uh, and a martyr's palm branch. Now, San Ramon was uh, had not been born as he was delivered by cesarean section from his mother who had died in childbirth. He is the patron saint of childbirth, pregnant women, midwives, and children. Uh, because of his piety and suffering, he is also the patron saint of secrets and confessions. Oh? Uh, an old ritual associated with a saint is openly placing a padlock on a church altar. And you can find this guy also on medallions, prayer cards, figurines. Uh, in the narco culture, it's his ability to keep his mouth shut. Uh, that, that didn't take too hard to figure out. I don't yep. think they give a hell of a... I don't think they're terribly concerned with children and pregnant women, but boy, howdy. Secrecy and confession. Yeah. Those those matter. Not being a narco narc. That's right. Don't narc out. San Ramon is also prayed to by criminals so that witnesses to uh, crimes and uh, informants will not speak out against them, to silence people who did witness their acts. So Yeah. Well... That's where San Ramon Nonato rolls Uh, into town. Nonato,
1: John San Ramon.
0: He knows not to speak. (laughs) Nonato!
1: I got a short one here. Uh, Santoribio Romo. It was a Catholic priest who was shot and killed in 1928 by Mexican soldiers in the Sistero War, uh, which I don't think I've ever heard of. Dave,
0: have you heard of the Sestero War? No, in but 19, while you talked, while you explain this to the people, I'm going to look it up. All right. I, I, well, I've, I've been inspired by uh, Greg from Rumor from Rumor Flies. I'm going yeah. to try to try to do this on the fly. And
1: with our new setup, you're able to. You've got a nice setup there where you can dual screen it and uh, look at things as they go. And uh, this, uh, him dying, uh, getting killed in this war, uh, made him a martyr, and he was later canonized in the year 2000 by Pope John Paul II. Uh, he's the patron saint of immigrants and honored by many undocumented migrants crossing the border. He could uh, hook up with old Juan Soldado, it sounds mm-hmm. like. And it's been said that his spirit has appeared in the desert to help some immigrants in distress.
0: Awfully nice of him.
1: Yeah. He's associated with uh, food, water, safety, and finding work in the U.S. <laughs> <It's a laughs> very convenient saint here.
0: Yeah. The, to answer your question, the Sestero War... Was a three-year conflict from 1926 to 1929 um, that was uh, in central Mexico and really what it boiled down to was a uh, uh, a government that was trying to limit the Catholic Church's power by um, enforcing rules that uh, by by enforcing uh, anti-catholic or anti-clerical laws really cr- trying to establish a separation between church and state um and in the the center of the country people did not like that at all and so it was like a uh, a three-year pitched battle in the, in the in the center portion of the country. So that's the Sistero War. Cool. Okay. Never heard of it. Hmm. Me have me either. Learning. We're doing it. So uh
1: for the narcos, he's honored by smugglers uh who want, you know, guidance and protection while they uh get their stuff done. I I swear man, he
0: This guy's like the patron saint of the coyote. Yeah, the, the Coyote,
1: He sounds like uh the love child of soldado and Nino. Yeah, hey Tocha.
0: Yeah, you get those three in a room. You're solid. You're covered. Send Toribio or Toribio. Who
1: else we got, Dave? Uh
0: we got one more uh quick one here, and then we're gonna get into some of the really weird dark stuff. Yeah. Uh uh a quick one here. Uh San Simon, uh this uh, is a uh folk saint. Uh, who's mostly popular actually in Guatemala, but also, you know, has tendrils into Mexico and is re- re- uh, represented by a man with a black mustache wearing a black hat and suit while sitting in an old style chair. Um,
1: Sounds like a pretty cool guy.
0: I know, Yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a look at this guy. <laughs> he does look like a pretty cool guy. Uh, his first name is Herman. So he also has a cigar. He holds a walking stick and has a bottle of booze. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and a bag of gold coins. This guy is a pretty f***ing cool guy. Oh, he's the most interesting man in the world. Yeah. Um, Variations of this guy uh, include brighter clothing, sunglasses, and ammo belt. Oh, yeah. Right? This guy only gets cooler. Uh, Offerings to this guy, who is also in some areas known as Maximon, include... Uh, liquor, Coke, and cigarettes. Yeah, this is my narco saint. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, <laughs> cocaine and other drugs can be placed uh, at the base of his figurines as a special offering, and um, his origins are thought to be perhaps that of a pre-Columbian deity. However, he has definitely updated his look for the new it's millennium. True, <laughs>
1: he is—he is, uh, would make Neil
0: Gaiman proud. <laughs> yeah. <think>. He, um. <laughs> Yeah, this guy is, this guy's awesome. Uh, he'll give financial success to those that pray to him. Let's pray to him
1: right now, Dave. <laughs>
0: right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so criminals, drug dealers, they'll petition him for his blessing in their, uh, in their business deals. Yeah, of course. Why not? He likes liquor, booze, and cigarettes. I mean, yeah. what else do you want?
1: He relaxes with a coke and a c- cigar. Like
0: he's got a bag of bag of gold and a sweet ass suit and a sweet mustache. F- and, yes, and a chair. He's got a chair. <laughs> he's yeah. He's 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 relaxed. This guy is the best one we've heard of. Yeah, I, I, I he's my like favorite. Him. All right, Flora, let's take a turn to the darker parts. Oh, because because oh the, the guy who had a padlock shoved through his face isn't dark enough.
1: <laughs> well, he he helps you with, with a lot of stuff, uh, and he doesn't
0: ask for much in return. Uh, these ask for a lot. Yes, yeah. This is your high cost. Yeah, your high cost deities. These are not the discount bin dollar yeah. store deities. High, high rolling, uh saint sainthood. Um, These are your rodeo drive narco saints. Let's start with San
1: Nazario. Uh, this is built around Nazario Moreno Gonzalez, aka El Mas Loco or <laughs> craziest one. It's a it's a Christian cult which is a fusion of biblical teachings. Melded with the writings of a fellow by the name of John Eldridge. He's a a Christian author and founder of Ransomed Heart Ministries, uh, which I I also know nothing about. And some people also say that he might be tied to the New Jerusalem movement in Michoacana. Michoacana? Michoacana. The the New Jerusalem movement is apparently an old apocalyptic Christian group. And this is a this is kind of interesting because it's a blend of uh, religious fundamentalism and narcotics trafficking, and that includes uh, governmental uh, strangleholds too. Mm-hmm.
0: So this is a good example of religious syncretism, like using Syn- using the church to control. Yeah, it is the uh, blending of two or more religious beliefs or systems to form a new system. I I read it somewhere, and I had to look it up, and I've had the tab with the definition up the whole (laughs) night, so I'm glad I got the opportunity to shoehorn that in.
1: Yeah, and what they do, they, of course, in order to do this, they have to use extreme violence, extreme corruption of uh, public officials, and, (laughs) and, and this is so recent. The guy that it's based on, Nazario Gonzalez, El Mas Loco himself, was actually... Killed by Mexican authorities in March of 2014. Oh, that's recent. That is recent. Uh, and then they started venerating him as a as a saint. When he uh, comes up in images now, it's kind of like a medieval knight temp- knight's Templar, clad in a gold robe with a red cross. Uh, he's got a black and white cloak, holding a sword, dressed in armor, like he's just full on Templar uh, at this wow. point. Wow. That's badass, and I mean not. As, he
0: doesn't have a cigar, so f- him.
1: But followers of El Mas Loco are viewed, I'm not sure by whom, as the protectors of Michoacana and bringers of divine justice to those that threaten its citizens, whether they are common criminals or opposing drug cartels or even vigilantes. Now, part of where this gets kind of gruesome is, quote unquote, divine justice has been meted out by means of throwing a cluster of heads onto a disco floor, torture killings, at least one crucifixion, and bridge hangings, along with full-body dismemberments. Mm. They want to get a point across, and uh, I think they certainly do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, mission uh, accomplished. And once you're
1: in as a follower of San Nazario, this kind of cultish behavior really starts taking over. You're you're inducted into this this kind. Of, it's it's for lack of a better term, cult. Symbols of the cult uh, are a sword with wings on either side, a red cross on a white background, medieval helmets and weapons, and even knightly robes. They're really into the knight, um, the Knights Templar kind of look. I think. Oh yeah. There's
0: a bunch of small chapels to send Nazario. Which is, I just this guy is in particular is really fascinating to me is that he's so recent. It's like very yeah. It's like instant folklore about a, a a really horrifying guy. Yeah, it's
1: it's usually it takes a lot of time to simmer in the pot before you get a nice stew of uh of a of a martyr or you know someone who is larger than life. This guy, I mean, he was the craziest one. So right. So that's what we got on
0: uh, San Nazario. Ooh. All right. Well, how about this? Brujeria Negra or Black Witchcraft. This is particularly weird. Shit. Um, this has uh, it's one of the best examples of this is uh, some Mexican cartels go even further uh, over the edge beyond, uh, you know, folk saints or anything like that. And, and even, you know, in some of the um, and we've talked about this before with. Um, with voodoo and things like that, people you know using it for criminal enterprises or whatnot. This is starting to get more into that area. And uh, the best example was the unfortunate killing of a U.S. college student named Mark Kilroy uh, in 1989. Um, he was a college student on spring break who was captured by a local gang led by a guy named uh, Adolfo Constanazzo. And the gang killed him and at least a dozen other people. And then offered them up as sacrifices in exchange for uh, magic or religious protection. Um, the Constanzo and his drug cult uh, slash cartel gang um, engaged in a mixture of Bukheria, Palomeombe, and a mixture of other syncretic... Eh? Remember syncretic? You did it. Uh, yeah, forms of spirituality. Uh, from what they were able to piece together, this, this was... Too extreme, even for what they were, what they're willing to accept for violence in Mexico. Oh. Um and it's funny because it's not about the violence; it's about the reason for it. I mean, oh. uh, you know, uh, Nazario way worse than these than these people, but you know, now he gets to be a knight templar. Um, oh, right. But it's because they were turning, they were going past Christianity. They had, they had started to leap over to the next block over uh since that incident and all those people uh anyone who was identifying themselves with satanists or witches or you know anything that was anti-Christ Jiller in its nature, um, have largely can kind of been run out of the narco game. Uh and the closest you get now is that the the worship of Santa Muerte is now getting kind of pushed towards the satanic edge of the spectrum. And but that's that's really just people, you know, picking sides on a fence. They're like, hmm Skull lady, Satan. That guy's wearing a suit of Templar armor. God. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, there's not like a lot of logic to it. It's just how they how they kind of perceive it. Um, however, the church is really pushing uh this this agenda of Santa Muerte being a manifestation of Satan and satanic influences, and um has started to employ exorcisms. Oh, wow. uh, as as a sort of a, a a reaction to the to rise of of Santa Muerte worship and a uh, narco saint worship, and so while while the the drug cartels aren't really you know I think that was a pr- pretty isolated incident uh, with with Constanazzo and his gang, but that worship still exists. Uh, it's yeah. just not it's just not driving a particular drug gang you know at, at any given moment you know those guys just. Couldn't hang in that in that playground, I guess.
1: And it's not a particular saint per se. Yeah, Brujeria Negra. It that is just witchcraft. That's that's yep. the black magic. That is what Aleister that's, Crowley would be jizzing his drawers for.
0: That's Dungeons and Dragons. That's video games. That's yoga. That's that's the, Pokemon. Kind of, that's Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Yep, yep, absolutely. All those things. The View. The View. Twilight books. Harry Potter. Teletubbies.
1: (laughs) Now, of the ones that we mentioned there, you might be wondering, well, which ones are folklore? Which ones are are real canonized saints? Pretty good odds that uh, there's a few of them that have been canonized, if there's at least 800 of them. Mm -hmm. Well, of the ones that we mentioned, Santo Nino de Atocha, San Ramon Nonato and San Toribio Romo are sanctioned by the church. Those are out of the ones that we mentioned. There are more. There's a couple more that that get thrown around in uh, narco-saint terminology. I think one you'll hear is the uh, Lady of Guadalupe. Saint Jude uh, is is one of them, I think. Anyway, the folk ones, Santo Muerte, Juan Soldado, Jesus Malverde, you know, and you can... You can kind of tell when we went through them which ones the folk people would would think are heroes, which ones the church would uh think are saintly.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing. There's a there's a a, a balance line between uh the ones that are prayed to like just like the way you said it. Um, I'm asking for help. I want, you know, please uh I need food and water or I need uh, I need protection from snitches. You know, you're asking for things versus I need this guy to die. I want, you know, this person, you know, like you're you're asking things to go out versus things to come in, I think. And there's a little bit of a, a tipping point there. Yeah.
1: It's interesting to me how they have saints, which the church has kind of put their stamp of approval on to help with, you know, everyday occurrences. But then the falcon... Uh, the <laughs> They, they, the the regular folk are just like. But I need help with with what I'm doing to make a living too. I need help yeah. smuggling. I need help with this or that. I need help to not be poor. Who do I turn to? <laughs> yeah, I no, need there's,
0: help to not be poor. <laughs>
1: there's this Robin Hood character that is. I mean, he is he is a saint to me. He has you know he inspires me. Uh, I think that there should be someone who robs from the rich and gives to me. <laughs> I he he is a saint to me, therefore I am gonna preach. you know it's like they right. they prop up who they want as the saint if the church doesn't already have someone uh to fit that bill. Yeah. Do you get that sense too Is yeah, do you exactly. think I'm off base?
0: No, no, no. I mean they are they are creating mythologies that they require psychologically. Um, you know, it, it they are a, a very uh religious country historically, always have been. And now events or their world are, are they're changing? I mean, Mexico in general is a very gray area place. Um, you know, the uh, there's so many areas in Mexico where the the local drug cartel aren't the bad guys to them. Yeah, that they they're are actually they are providing them with right, what they need. You know, yeah, exactly. So, um, and it would it just makes sense that that their faith starts sort of reflects that. That nebulous area, like well, I know it's going to help like you know at the end of the day, you boil it down to i've got a family that I need to feed, I have a job to do if i don't get this weed to San Antonio, they might kill me, they might kill my family, so why wouldn't I pray for that? why wouldn't God help me keep my family safe? you know there's right. a, it, it's it doesn't it's not hard to to thread a needle, no one's saying. Dear Jesus, help me break these laws. It, it no one is doing that. Right. They are it's, they're they're ter- they're It's help me help my it.
1: family. Right. It's yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. So it's 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 an odd place to be. Yeah.
1: To be sure. And there there's been quite a few cultural impacts with the rise of narco saints and the whole uh I guess just the the cartel and narcotics culture that is becoming more and more prevalent. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And this is we this is two white guys touching on <laughs> yeah. something that is just
0: in case you forgot
1: <laughs> yeah this is this is probably you know the the opposite end of the spectrum from what Dave and I have ever experienced so it's it's hard to to really give a good comment on right. <laughs> or, or opinion or discussion on anything with that life, lifestyle and what those poor people are going through and it's something to bear in mind as we <laughs> We do our podcasts of ghosts and goblins. Mm-hmm. As we have brought up, there's a whole industry that's that's come up around products of uh, worship for these saints. Uh, candles. You you can find candles in a uh, gas stations now. You know, you you go in a, a a gas station or a truck stop. Let's say you'll see. You know, there's uh, a display, oh, yeah. or even the the grocery store. There's a section where they have different candles. They're just the tall. Yeah. Everyone's seen those votives. Yeah, with uh, with pictures of the saints and the Virgin Mary, things like that on them, and they've got little prayer cards they sell, they make statues, a lot of wax and uh, statues and soaps and stuff, and like you said, you, uh, you get a little snippet of this in one of the Breaking Bad seasons, where there's yeah. a couple of assassins mm-hmm. that are hired to take uh, Walter White out, and and you you get a glimpse of some of the narco saint worship because they are, you know, they're at an altar in one episode. They um, they have
0: to they crawl to the altar, they don't walk to it. Yeah. They crawl yeah. backwards away from it. It's very very and interesting. It, and, and it's and it's it, uh, I also like that example because it cuts both ways. There is a reverence on the part of the assassins, but it's also a very effective way to communicate targets and information there's a drop point so it it, it's this this synergy of of business necessity for for how they're operating but also um main fueling that that religious belief half of it as well
1: yeah that's a good point it's very utilitarian
0: yeah now uh,
1: again commenting on something we we just uh haven't experienced um due to increasing pressure on day-to-day living and making ends meet many people in Mexico turn to trafficking petty narcotics and just small-time crime in order to survive it's like you were saying uh, got to move this this shipment of weed so i can feed my family yeah otherwise we all get killed you know who who knows what's what's going to happen to us and you know when that happens when they, when more and more people get stuck in this routine or this, uh, this way of life, sometimes probably just thrown into it, uh, you know, not of their their own choosing. Uh, it'll give rise to more followers of these narco saints. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, then then you're like, well, I, I'm doing something bad. I need somebody to turn to, to
0: for help, you know, and spiritual guidance. Better talk to Juan Soldado. Right, exactly. Because who else is there? That's the right. thing is like people find themselves in this strange situation and then someone says, oh, no, there's someone you can pray to. Oh, really? How Hell convenient. Hell yes. I mean, what, what have I got to lose? Right? And man, uh, how often is that phrase uttered in that part of the world? <laughs> Ouch. I mean, it's, 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 it is, that is a tough, tough place to live.
1: Getting back to some of the black witchcraft and the San Nazario and the narco version of Santa Muerte. These, like we said, are the darkest parts of the, the narco saint worship. We've listed a couple of them already. Real acts of uh, atrocity have been linked to the rituals which are part of this quote-unquote spirituality. Mm -hmm. Now, the U.S. Army's Foreign Military Studies Office recently released a report detailing some of these atrocities, in particular cannibalism, saying, as for the death itself, victims were killed quickly to avoid the release of adrenaline as this substance allegedly makes meat tough and gives it a bitter taste. Once the victim was killed, los zetas would cook the flesh and add it to pozole, which is a type of soup, or use it to stuff tamales. The gluteal and hamstring would also be utilized to produce cuts similar to steaks.
0: I get it. I get it. (laughs) Uh.
1: A quote, today we are going to eat the heart of a human being. This statement was allegedly made on multiple occasions by Nazario Moreno-Gonzalez, the craziest one, a leader with Los Caballeros Templarios operators prior to initiation ceremonies of new members. These initiation ceremonies are said to be conducted on a hill known as La Cucha in Apatzingen. At the start of the ceremony, new members gather around in a circle. In the center of the circle, a human body is hung and the heart is removed with a dagger and passed around to be eaten. Authorities also indicated that detained Los Caballeros Templarios provided additional information indicating that the victims sacrificed during initiation rites include young children. F***. Other, uh, so yeah, that's, that was released in a report... Uh, apparently of, of the kind of things that go on with these uh, the black witchcraft.
0: Remember when I was like, oh yeah, but these guys were way worse than Nazario. Eh,
1: wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets to be the Templar. Other acts, if you need them, you don't, include mixing the ashes of victims with cocaine and tobacco and smoking it in a pipe. There's uh, beheadings right and left. And the doctrine of blood in, blood out. You've, you may have heard of this before. It's just, uh, uh, well, it's a potential blood sacrifice initiation, and then that's lifetime devotion. You, you can't get out at that point. Yeah, that, you that you means they out, beat you your
0: ass coming in, and then they kill you if you try to get out.
1: Right. Uh, it's thought that these actions aren't necessarily for spiritual benefit, but rather God's will on earth as decreed by the
0: cartel leaders. <laughs> right. Yeah. The spiritual benefit is that the the, the cartel the cartel leaders get uh, a better control over you. Right. Yeah, that, that sounds a little
1: pharaonic in a way, as in I am doing God's will, it 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 will be done through me, so everything I say goes. <laughs> right. One interesting result of narco-saint worship is the number of church followers, which may be changing rapidly. People start picking up on the worship of narco saints like we discussed, and as the church tries to distance itself from those unsanctioned figures, it ends up losing members, uh, and at best it, it just raises tensions in in some areas. Uh, mm-hmm. follow, followers of Santa Muerte alone is estimated to be anywhere from two to 10 million.
0: Boom right now. Yeah, sorry Australia, your Jedi population isn't quite cutting it anymore. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, it's like, it's like skeletal
0: Obi-Wan is <laughs> right? taken Man, I, that's insane. It's just, it's, it's fascinating and it's also really uh, demoralizing, but I mean that it is such a, a strange culture that is so close physically to the United States, but like so distant, it, it's just amazing, you know, like yeah. that I don't, I mean, I honestly don't, I have a hard time wrapping my head around it and I'm really glad we did this episode because it's such a, a weird thing to look at but you you get into those all the dynamics of power and control um, both by the people running the cartels and then the people on the bottom who are trying to get some form of control and they're using both ends are using uh, the same iconography and ideals I think weird. It,
1: it plays out all over the world in in one form or another but what's particularly fascinating to me it's it's bad to say fascinating because it seems like it's um, it almost dehumanizes it to say that to say it that way you know and, I know. and this is well, I'm really
0: actively trying to otherwise it'd be too depressing well it, I'm trying to keep it at arm's length
1: <laughs> if it weren't for this apparent black magic crazy uh, human sacrifice cannibalism if it wasn't for that if it wasn't for the the copious amount of innocent human life lost it would be a very fascinating thing to to look at and, and watch grow. You know, people want to, want to take folk figures and sanctify them and, and worship them, you know, sure. Go ahead, knock yourselves out. But if you're doing that in order to justify the mass killings, because you just want more money.
0: eh, Right. It gets a, a hell of a lot darker than a cargo cult.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's So yeah, it's, it's, it's a real thing. It's really happening. And yeah, now you know
0: <laughs> I don't I don't know. Have We're- a nice day from blurry <laughs> photos. Middle finger, middle finger.
1: <laughs> I I keep asking Dave like, oh, what, what kind of cap can we put on this? What what do we how do we suss this out to 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 tie it up in a bow and Dave's like, No, we just it's information. That's that's there there's not really anything to discuss.
0: It's just like it's horrible. Period. Yeah, it's just a, it's just an awful thing that's happening currently. So, there so that's you go. what's out
1: there. Yeah, that's that'll do it for uh, for narco Saints and a uh, candle.
0: <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, he's gonna do the candle.
1: <laughs> a a uh, candle-laden, cocaine-laced, dark, bloody interior nutshell. Yep. Like we said, not all of them are are doing this this kind of stuff. Uh, a couple of them are, and those are the atrocious ones. The others, you know, go 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 nuts on, have fun, do what you got to do. Yeah, try try your best to to survive. It's it's terrible. Ugh. I keep feeling like I I am saying narco Saints is terrible. I, that's not well, what I'm trying to say. The lifestyle of having to to fear for your life every day is terrible.
0: Yeah, all the all the things that fuel it yeah. are awful.
1: So help help me out here, Dave. What can can we light a candle to?
0: Oh man, I've got I've got a pretty pungent candle that will hopefully clear some of the uh, the ta- the taste of, of of human heart out of our mouths. Okay. <laughs> oh boy, that backfired, didn't it? Puns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the red button. Yeah.
1: Flora, what do you got? All right, I got a couple of uh, pretty terrible ones here myself. Uh, there's certain figures of financial lore and banking mm-hmm. history that are venerated and worshipped by the criminals and rich bitches on Wall Street. Oh, yeah? Who are they? Yeah, it's the oligarcho saints.
0: Oh, yeah. Santo de, 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 de JP, J.P. Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> Santo de Morgan. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Well, I've got a, I got um, a a store... That it's an art supply store, and it its its job is for people who are really into painting murals or art that depict drug use, uh, because it's so common that uh, you can't get uh, the paint uh, a green that is really specific. You know, because people who know weed, they know the green of a sativa versus the green of an indica. See, you know how much I know weed because I can't even say the words right. Um, and so, you know, if you want to know, I need the pristine white of pure cocaine or the slightly eggshell tone of a uh, blow that's been stepped on a few times. <laughs> so you're going you're to want to go to the only place to get the right colors is narco paints.
1: <laughs> that's right. You can, uh, you can redecorate your hacienda for as long as you can keep it. <laughs> that's right. Well, I've got a, a good place uh, when you're done painting on your hacienda, you, you're kind of hungry. There's this great mm-hmm. Asian Mexican fusion restaurant that all the drug cartels love to order from. Love it. The problem is as good as it tastes, it's like having death in your intestines. Oh no. But that doesn't stop them from getting Santa Muerte takeout.
0: Oh god. Jesus. <laughs> Are, do you can you get that from a uh Negra? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> its rival is El
0: Waco Loco. <laughs> Uh, I got a, uh, a another uh, one of the more minor saints, and this is a uh, a child who is the patron saint of who of warning you before you do something, but then you do it anyway, and then this kid comes back around to remind you about how dumb you are. Oh yeah, he's Santo Nino de I Told Ya. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, he looks like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I them's, them's puns. Them's puns. Oh, Flora, I I thought we were gonna do listener mail, but I all I smell is gasoline. Oh, really? Why would that be? Well,
1: obviously in the desert, we're on the run from somebody. <laughs> I, I think the only thing we have to do is take the roll.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a pun! What a lovely pun!
0: All right, kicking off this glorious punny road. The Kraken's nemesis hits us up with a couple of puns. In 1974, when the founders of TSR Incorporated were trying to get funding for Dungeons & Dragons, the bank refused to give them a loan until they could produce a full and complete rulebook or Bible for the game. One loan editor held up in his room praying to all the archdevils to give him the power to complete the book in one night. The resulting tome is known as the Codex Gygax. Nice. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Also called the Gary Bible. By the way, Tweeble, my have you heard Diggy Toot's latest single? No. It's an ode to his long-lost cryptic love that he had to leave on the road to stardom. Check it out. It's called Squatch Line Bling. <laughs> I don't win that Squatch Line Bling. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, the Kraken's nemesis. Thank you. Got one from the masked llama. Who is that llama?
1: You'll never know.
0: Tell me. I'll never tell.
1: Said I really enjoyed the episode on Crypto Botany. I found the part about the really hot tree women dryads to be very stimulating. <laughs> I get it. I also enjoyed the episode on Legendary Weapons. We have a local tale about Tom the Lumberjack who carried his tree chopping tool around with him. Even when going to the bar, because it was a rowdy fightin' bar. I want to go there. He never used it to fight, though. Instead, he would start talking about it, pointing out the type of wood used in the handle or the quality of the metal in the blade. He would ramble on and on until everyone just lost interest and walked away, and that is the story of Tom and his legendary Prattle Axe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Masked Llama. I got uh, three from
0: Luna Kitty. Arigato. <laughs> what do we, we do that? What are we doing there? I don't. I imagine like an anime, like starlight shining down, and someone's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Crypted with a speech problem, only able to scream with only five-letter combinations of the alphabet. Is the Cornish vowel man? Ah. <laughs> Uh, How about a weird uh, British flying cryptid covered in 42 colorful pieces of cloth telling people, don't panic as it flies overhead? It's the Cornish Towel Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. getting getting a little Douglas Adams on that. That's right. Uh, Did you hear about the new attempt in California to try to form a new tourist attraction that sounds wicked awesome and that everyone should get tickets for? The Winchester Kiss-tory house? Kissing booths. Kissing booths. Kissing booths. That's called the House of a Thousand Alba Stores. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, a group of four bank robbers were roaming the area with weird carnival-style masks, knocking people out with bags full of rotten eggs and trash, then robbing a bank. They were the Smelly Casters. Arigato gozaimasu, Lunar Kitty. Meow 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 meow.
1: Got some mundane superpowers from Madison. I f***ing love them. This one's less of a superpower and and just more of inconvenient magic. Okay. Similar to eyelash wishes, any wish you make on an eyebrow hair will come true. However, the wish, and every wish, will come true as a mildly annoying inconvenience. E.g., you wish for a hot bod, you receive an elliptical machine at your doorstep the next day, delivered unassembled with instructions in a different language.
0: <laughs> and you live on a third-floor walk-up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, you wish for a million dollars. You get like an application for a job. You you have to work your way up from the bottom. Right. Yeah. After that 15 my, years. Answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's number two. I'm I'm unsure if someone has mentioned a superpower like this before, but all-powerful telepathy, but instead of hearing every human, you hear all the squirrels on Earth.
0: The chittering. The chittering.
1: And you don't even understand them. You just hear them chittering. Uh, Thank you, Madison.
0: Mitsuko, I don't have much time, so I just want you to come back. I want you to come back to me, Mitsuko. Mitsuko, I love you. Oh, it's Johnzilla. Becca Johnzilla. Um (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but there was a legend of a man told all through Europe back in the early to mid-1700s. This man was widely known for being a poor conversationalist. He would often annoy people by veering off topic or adding comments that were in no way relevant to the topic at hand. Is this guy me? <laughs> uh, he was the Count of Ain't Germain.
1: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
0: There's another that is there's another legend that is known throughout the modern US postal service. This man is described as tall and thin by 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 now by tall and thin and always wears a black suit. Bye. He is known for mailing letters that will always be sent back for reasons such as wrong address or no such number. He is the return to sender man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Woo wee. Thanks, John Zella.
1: Alright, kick it in, in and high, high girl high girl.
0: Kick it high girl. Kick it into high girls. Kicking girls while you're high
1: from not helping matters. Most people don't know there was another ship on Christopher Columbus's voyage to the Americas. In fact, it's been covered up out of embarrassment. It was built cheap and in a rush after the other ships and suffered from shoddy construction on the way. It hit a rock near the coast, the frame of the ship buckled, jamming all its doors shut. And then it burst into flames, burning the crew alive. It's the tragic tale of the Pinto Maria.
0: (laughs) I thought it was the, uh, the ship with all the, uh, Uh, with all the prostitutes that no one ever wanted to talk about the puta Maria.
1: Ah, germane to this episode. Uh, (laughs) And and one more. The web can be a dangerous place where nobody is what they seem. New forms of untraceable, hard-to-photograph money pop up all the time and vanish before they can be caught. But there's a method of payment created by a horde of mysterious creatures, and you need to stay away from it or else it'll snatch you up in the night. Stay away from cryptid currency, because once you use it, you bet, coin. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Not helping matters.
0: How about uh, something firmly grasped by prehensile? There's a new feminine hygiene project. Oh boy, on the market that's marketed to women 20 feet or taller. It's the Codex Gigas. <laughs> the story of the Codex Gigas creation is problematic, if only because people who wrote it uh, wrote in manuscripts weren't often the same as those who eliminated or illustrated them. The writers were often scribes. And they worked with the Illuminati. Oh. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Thanks, Prehensile. Pulled
1: off of it. From Red Sleeves, did you guys know that the devil actually developed his own video game back in the late 80s? It was notoriously difficult. (laughs) Battletoads? Yeah. Attributed by some to the claim that he made it all in one night. and It was thought to be impossible until the gamers discovered a secret way to get infinite lives. The Konami Codex.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Red Sleeves.
0: Got one from Stormy Babe. Uh, Stormy Babe's got a mundane superpower. The ability to know what an item will smell like just by looking at it. It's called common sense.
1: Oh. <laughs> it's called a homophone.
0: Uh, there's also related common sense, just spelled the way you'd think it would be is becoming so rare that it might as well be classified as a superpower itself. I agree. It is uh, anything but common. Thanks, Stormy Babe. Thank you, Stormy Babe. From Tyler.
1: Just Tyler. Did you hear about the single woman who had a pretty reliable friends-with-benefits relationship with a police officer? It might have been two police, police officers that were twins, one of them maybe evil. Oh. I'm just throwing that in because she always told herself if she can't get a decent guy at the bar, at least the cobble banger.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's your it's your evil it's your evil twin, uh, your evil Lothario twin who works in law enforcement. It's it's, it's it. the couple banger. Yeah, cop banger. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. We got some puns from Vile Kyle.
1: Oh
0: God, I gotta wash my hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, you Jesus, with all the contra... <laughs> With all the controversy over the bathroom lately, uh, one confused gentleman who is in the middle of hormone therapy and facial reconstructive surgery keeps teleporting between bathrooms. He's called the Transgenderman.
1: Oh, he's in the news a lot lately. Yeah, he is. How
0: about some useless superpowers? I'll take them. The ability to instantaneously become sopping wet, but only when it rains. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is, that's a good one.
0: Uh, invisibility, but only in pitch blackness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's that's an invisible boy right there, is what we call that. Uh, the ability to know when the toast has reached perfect level of toasted just one second too late. <laughs> Immunity to seasonal allergies, but only uh, uh, the seasonal allergies you weren't allergic to.
1: <laughs> you kind
0: of have that. I w- yeah, I was going to argue that you already had that. Uh, cat-like reflexes, but only when you're asleep. <laughs> Instantly becoming intoxicated while you're driving. Mm. That's is that that's that that's not, nope, that's not a superpower. That's just God taking you out of the equation. <laughs> that's just some higher power saying nah, I've had it. I've had it up to here with you. Uh, and finally, this pun: Have you heard of the new AM talk show where listeners call in to discuss breakfast foods that can that make them gassy? No. Nope. Toast to toast AM with fart smell. <laughs> 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 they have a new segment where one strange listener calls in to discuss his bottomless cereal bowl. The segment is called Mel's Bowl.
1: Oh, it's gonna be smel- <laughs> Smells Bowl. Yeah, nice, nice. Thanks, Vile Kyle. Dave got a couple <laughs> here. Couple here from Volt, Voltius Maximus. Um, well, I
0: was glad it wasn't the lesser Volt.
1: There's a there's a new online video game where kids can play professional sports in real live games via avatar like ex pro ball players. Dave. Uh-huh. The, beta, the beta model was made in the likeness of an ex of one ex pro basketball player in particular. The manufacturer calls it the remote ewing. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Ewing. Never liked him.
0: What's the, what's not to like?
1: I don't know, he just seemed prickish. And one more here from Volt the Magnanimous this time.
0: Would the would the other model be the um David Robotinson?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that could be it. Robotinson? Charles Sparkly. Sparkly, yeah. I, I, I'll I
1: do this all yeah. night if we... Yeah. yeah.
0: You're still doing it.
1: I'm still doing it. Diecast Matumbo. <laughs> uh, all right, one more here. Uh, my friend recently went to his doctor and was referred to another doctor that specializes in extremely rare conditions of the anus. Oh, no. He's called a cryptoproctologist. <laughs> Again, that doctor was probably really hard to find, I'm
0: guessing. Oh yeah!
1: Thank you, vote and thanks everyone.
0: Did he for wait? The could, that, road. could that doctor find a Nessie, the crotchness monster? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're done.
1: Would it be <laughs> big butt or butt foot? <laughs> butt foot, ass squatch. That's it. You win. We write. We pun. We write again.
0: Uh, thank you guys so much for writing in and punning with us and sharing in our horrible, horrible circus of the damned. Uh, you guys are glorious. Don't forget uh, to continue this festival. Uh, give us a like on the Facebook. We are just chewing through the devil's hildo. Don't forget to give us a five star review on iTunes. That really actually helps us push things along as far as visibility on their their arcane unknown system of God knows what. That's right. And uh, as always. AudibleTrial.com slash BlurryPhotos. Get yourself a free book. Give us a high five. Flora has torn through the entire Dark Tower series. Now he's moving on to erotica that he is not allowed to discuss per the terms of his uh, parole.
1: It's so good!
0: (laughs) Uh, What about our friends over at the Dark Myths Collective?
1: Yeah, if you you want to check out some other great podcasts, go to darkmyths.org. Uh, This month, we'd like to send you to the Inward Empire podcast, and we've got a little clip to play from them right now. Greetings, listeners.
0: I'm Sam Davis, the host of Inward Empire, a podcast that explores the role of ideas, ideology, and myth in American history. Each episode plunges you eye-deep into a world that's both intensely familiar
1: and profoundly different from the one we live in now. From the forests of colonial New England, to the scarred mental battlefields of Civil War veterans, to the contested streets of Gilded Age cities, I aim to bring the American past alive for my listeners, and at the same time, illuminate the American present.
0: For more information about the show, visit darkmyths.org, or my own website at inwardempirepodcast.wordpress.com.
1: Thank you very much, Inward Empire.
0: Yes. And thank you, Chicago Podcast Cooperative, for being such a great and wonderful organization that helps Chicago podcasters get their shit done. That's and if right. If you dig what we do, you'll definitely dig the swell fellas over at Improvised Star Trek.
1: fellows and ladies. Improvised Star Trek's an improvised parody of Star Trek featuring the adventures of the crew of the USS Sisyphus, a slightly less enterprising starship. Flora, what else do we got? Well, uh, today. And of course it fluctuates from day to day like your fing weight, but stop making fun of my weight. Not yours, everybody's. The general use. Yens. On Twitter we just hit the seventh hildo.
0: Hey yo. So that's Look, fun. That's a big deal.
1: I love it. You can uh, solidify that those seven hildos by uh following us at blurry underscore photos. Don't forget we've got a store. Thank you guys, uh, to those of you who have purchased a koozie since we yelled at you to do so. That helps us out immensely <laughs> since we begged for
0: it. <laughs>
1: we still have t-shirts on there. and Don't forget to go to Patreon and, and become a patron. Get some great stuff. We're, we're just about all caught caught up. Mm-hmm. Some of the past extrasodes that you would get included uh, an episode on Egyptian mythology, uh, creepy stories with black-eyed kids and shadow people. Yep. A chrononauts adventure.
0: Yeah. And then that one where Flora and I just wrote um, erotic poetry and just read it to each other. It's it was- so good! <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to get tired of that.
1: <laughs> but other than that, uh, please tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones, tell your hated ones. Mm-hmm.
0: Even if you hate them. Even if you hate
1: them. Spread the word. Uh, recruit more Blur Reavers to the ranks. That's, that's all we can ask for. So for this episode of Blurry Photos, I have
0: been San David Flores. And I have been Dave Santo de Lil Bitch Stecco.
1: <laughs> I bet you act like a little bitch
0: too. <laughs> Look at your little bitch hat. Look at your little bitch gourd. <laughs> Look at your little bitch chair. You won't be laughing so hard when I little bitch buy. It's it's time it's time this talking mongoose got himself a bespoke suit made of leather. Have you ever seen Eddie Murphy's stand up specials from the eighties? Of course I have. Right, right. I just want that that's I want that to be in your mindset as we design this suit. Perfect. Just one more thing. When you think
1: of uh, uh when when you think of my perfect suit, what, what does that make you think of? What what can I do to ensure that you get exactly what you want today, sir?
0: That's an excellent question, you know. It's one I ask myself often. I am a Viper assassin, sir. I kill cobras. That requires split second timing, speed, agility, freedom of movement. So I'm gonna need this I'm gonna need this to move with me. I'll need this to be a second skin, as it were. Uh also, I'm quite popular with the ladies. I need I need something that really Let's them know there's an engine up front and a caboose in the back, if you know what I mean. I'd I like, like it to be tight in the buttocks. I'd like, I like it. Do you understand that? Tight in the buttocks.
1: I do. I do. No. Obviously, if one we'll thing have to. Of bird
0: lights, it's my bum.
1: <laughs> That's very true, sir. Very true. And obviously, we'll have to cut a hole in it there uh, for, for your uh, tail just for my uh, tail just for my tail uh, all right all right well i'll uh, uh, i'll i'll make sure to order just a half size down if you know what i mean
0: i <laughs> <laughs> well, you hey? <laughs> i'm oh, a consummate right. professional
1: sir i oh. know what i'm doing i have many years in the business i service harvey Fierstein. and i got him a suit <laughs>